All right, man. I'm so excited. Damn it. You know, every single time that I get the opportunity to spend time with not just one of my buddies, but um, someone who is at the core of what I call doing the damn thing. It's I feel like it's like Hanukkah and Christmas mixed up. That's the truth. And all in one moment, because it's a gift not only for the people who are part of Do the Damn Thing Nation around the world, but it's also a gift for me, because even though I think I know them, I, I learned something stupidly awesome that changes my perspective and, and forces me to do the damn thing even bigger, better, and harder. So today on Tell Your Mother Flipping Story, I am thrilled to have my buddy on here, Ty Cohen. Let me let me back up. The Ty Cohen. This is one of those times where I'm going to tell you, like, listen, do yourself a favor and bring together the paper, like thick pieces of paper, pen, and be ready. Shut the door, turn it off, get focused, because you're not going to want to miss a word that this man says. So, da, 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 da. It's Ty Cohen. Hey, listen, I am excited. I got to bring you on the stage with me to, to introduce me to the next time because that right there is all that's needed. I don't even have to say anything after that. That's all that's needed, it's, especially with the excitement and with the energy and just the naturalness of it. <laughs> so, listen, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. I know we are ready to get in something very cool. I have no idea what we're going to get into. I can't wait to hear what I'm going to say, what you're going to say, but I think it's going to be good. And let's, well, listen, let's that intro was like, well-deserved. Are you kidding me? You're, you know, you're at the core of doing the damn thing. And even though you and I talk uh, like often enough, I don't think I've ever had this kind of conversation. You know, it's interesting how how one tiny moment can absolutely change the game. And one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on is because I literally have sat down and thought about two or three things that you've said to me, like literally over a drink or eating. And it was like in passing. And then I went, huh, just like that. And every single time I listen to you, not only do I, I learn something new, but more importantly, I get checked. So I, I get checked. That's the truth. I hope that's in a good way. No, no, it is in a good way. It is a good way. Awesome. So let me, I'm going to walk, I'm going to get into your story and we don't really do these intros because I really want the audience to be able to get introduced to you yourself because of how dynamic the story goes, but it boils down to one word. It's discipline. Yes. When I think of Ty Cohen, I think of a lot of things, you know, and, but at the core of, I actually just think of just pure discipline. Uh, you're one of the most disciplined people that I know, but more importantly, you checked me last year when you made me like, I thought I was on top of my game, but then I listened to you and I was like, what? you know, and I had a moment where I went, it was when you were telling me this story and I don't know if you remember it, but we were both swapping about how we got to our first million, right? How we got mm-hmm. to a million dollars. How did we yep. make or generate that kind of revenue? And what was that journey like? And I was telling you about me, my fight for just trying to not go to bed hungry anymore. But then you backed up and you were like, well, I used to go to the library. And when you started that story of going to the library, and it wasn't just the fact that you were at the library. It was the fact that you were like, okay, I've got to figure out this thing. They're only letting me using this computer for 20, 30 minute increments. And I'm going to have to make it happen. for me." You talk about someone getting checked. Did you remember how silent I was after that? 
I, I remember that, but I thought, hey, we, I think we were having Thai food or something like that, right? So I thought it was maybe the food that was so good or something, whatever it was. <laughs> that Thai food was amazing. You know, my wife has made me take her back there. That was the first time that we went there, but we've gone back since then. So that's got to be our spot whenever you come back in, into town. But you know what? That thing was meant to be because you remember we were supposed to go to the other spot in the reservation yeah. for like two and a half hours. And I was like, I'm going to pass out in the middle of this street, Fayetteville, if yeah. we don't get some food in me. And you were like, well, I think there's a random Thai spot around the corner. And boy, that was like a gem all in itself mm, for sure. That was it. But, you know, I, I think the discipline is a must, especially for anyone that's looking to to do something different. Right. Like y- you can't be the same person that you are right now and try to get to be someone else that gets different results. Right. So I, I think we have this level of consciousness at the moment that we're trying to do something that cannot get us to that next level. Where, we, where we're required to have a different level of consciousness, right? A different level of understanding, a different set of beliefs, maybe even, and even like different core values. Because if you ask me, like the, the values that I had when I was 25 are totally different than the values that I had when I was 30, sure. 35, right? And uh, I'm going to stop right there because I don't want to date myself. like... <laughs> <laughs> So you like how I threw that in there. You just just slowed down. You were like, that's it. (laughs) That is it. And and part of that is also having the discipline, right? So having the discipline when we were talking that day, it's so crazy because I almost forgot about that. Like sometimes you have periods in your life that, that are really periods where you go through some paradigm shifts and that help to shape who you are and your character and your future. And if you're not careful, you could forget them. Like, you can't forget them. And you need them, though. And you need them, right. So what I recommend to people is I have a cigar box, right? We just moved. So I used to keep the cigar, bo- cigar box on my desk. Mm-hmm. And this cigar box was a kind of a list or reminders of, number one, goals that I've accomplished, right? Because you need that. You need reminders, especially when you're trying to reach a new goal. And it's difficult. Or it might be challenging and you forget how powerful you are. You forget the potential that you have. So you need to have something where you can go back in your box or your journals. Man, you mean I really did this? And like this, I thought this was impossible, but I was able to do this. So I can, this new one, listen, I, I remember who that guy is. I remember who that gal is. I can do this. So you need those types of reminders and you need reminders of a struggle. Like you need reminders of when you had those difficult times for going to the library, right? Taking a bus downtown Bridgeport and going to the library and literally, and this was after school for me at, at sometimes, right? This was during high school, which I hated. But going down to the library and taking a bus and just being there like for hours and having to wait my turn to use the computer because, you know, we didn't have one at that time. And in between getting those 20, 30 minute increments, looking at marketing books, right, which was totally foreign to me, looking at the beginning of personal development as I knew it, which was totally foreign to me. You know, here I am, this kid that's grown up in the hood, and I'm seeing not only my family members go to jail and live destructive lives and me getting caught up in that. And being introduced to entrepreneurship by other people through books, 
right? Not even having like a direct mentor or someone that you could talk to or being able to watch a YouTube video or listen to a podcast like we have now, but being able to go into books and find those books and say, wow, if they did it, how can I do this? So I got to stop real quick because I don't want anybody to miss the depth of it. Even as you're sitting here, you're you're making it, you're like so humble about it. I want everyone to understand the gravity of what this man just said, because at the end of the day, you're either doing the damn thing or you're not. You're either committed to whatever you say you were going to do, or I got to get out of this situation or life has got to change. I can't do this shit anymore. Like whatever it is, you're either doing the damn thing or you're not. So Ty gets off the bus. He takes the bus to the library back then, which I'm sure it's still somewhat similar today. You have your library card and your library card is only going to let you be on the computer for 20 to 30 minute increments because there's a lot of people who are waiting to use the computer. So you can't just sit there for four or five hours straight. But he's like, I got four or five hours worth of work, learning, training, studying, testing, something that I got to do because I got to make more money. I got to get out of this I got to get out of the situation. I got to get out of the situation. And you know, when you, the first time that you explained and walked me through, I literally visualized you sitting at the computer, the timer's going off and you're like, flip, I have this concept. I'm almost there, but you know, you have to log off, which means you can't save it. You can't bookmark it. You have to walk away, head to the book, sit down, I mean, or or just head around and and do something else. But then you have to come back and take the time to then pick up your concentration all over again to figure out where you were. You know, the truth is that just that in itself goes back to a principle that we teach here at Do the Damn Thing Nation. Like I believe wholeheartedly in my, I don't know how you feel about this statement, but I feel with every fiber of my body that the world is not really divided by have and have nots, as we have always thought. I really yeah. do believe it's divided by will and will nots. I totally agree. Like, I totally agree. Because it's like, what are you willing to do? Like, are you really willing to do the actual work? Not talk about the work, not plan out the work, just do it. And Ty, you didn't do that for a couple of days, right? Like how long, how long of a chapter is that for you? No, this became routine for me. Like this became routine. And I and I remember and again I'm probably gonna date myself now, but I remember like getting a Commodore sixty four computer. All right. So if look up Commodore sixty four, kind of figure out like when those came out and you but like I remember and it you was did, I forget what it was. You What's did, that? You dated yourself. I yeah, just, yeah, I did. Like, Isn't that crazy? I was going to try and save you. Like I was, I was ready. Like I was ready to jump in. I was getting closer, and I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't touch that. I had to back away. I, was like, I, I can't touch that time. So here, so going back to, because I think this is important, right? So going back to the library and knowing that I had those twenty minutes. Twenty minutes goes by really fast. Super fast. It goes by really, really fast unless you are present and intentional with it. If you are present, meditate for 20 minutes and let that be your first time. That 20 minutes seems like an eternity. I I meditate almost every day, right? For 10 minutes. You still, right now, you meditate for 10 minutes. For temp, yeah, I, I I'm working my way up to fifteen to twenty minutes. Okay. But that 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 ten minutes feels like an eternity, especially as your mind is all over the place and you're not still and you're not present and you're not intentional with it. But when you get to that point, right? And and I have to think back because this is where I was at. 
and being unaware of meditation or anything else like that. But when you have 20 minutes, and I still use this to a degree today, you can get some things done. You're not taking that 20 minutes and wasting wasting it. You're not squandering it. You're not letting it fly by. You're not, I don't care how busy your day is, all right? You could have a family. You could have uh, hobbies. You could have other commitments like your work, a business that you're starting up, because I've been through all of these things. But moments when I am really intentional with my time, I am the most productive and the most on track than ever. And sometimes I have to remind myself, listen, I take this thing, this smartphone, which can really turn someone that's not technical, that is an average or below average student like I was, and and turn you into a, a very smart person through the use of your productivity. So what I'll do is I'll take this bad boy, I'll set the timer to 30 minutes, I'll put it right in front of me, and I am hustling. And I'm hustling with intent, right? Oprah, Oprah Winfrey says, intention rules the planet. Intention rules the world. So I think she may know a little bit about being successful, right? Especially as it relates to business, if, if, if anything. So those, those 20 to 30 minutes that you may have, make them count. I tell people that one of the other things is every single day, you should be doing something to get to the point where you want to be. Now, you may not have an hour to do that. You may not have five hours to do it, but everyone has five minutes. Everyone can find five minutes somewhere in their day to do it. And I think you said something that was beautiful. And that is not just spending it planning because we can plan like, I mean, we can be the best planners ever. Like we can, we can go all in when it comes to planning, right? We can have notebooks. We've got journals. We've got, I mean, clip notes, everything. Sure. But you have to do, get past that planning stage and do some things, right? What's the name of the show? Do the damn thing. You have to do the damn thing. Right? So and You know what? I got to ask you about that because you're 20 minutes. It's, it's crazy how much you can actually do with 20 minutes. And as you're thinking, as you're talking about it, I'm like, you know, I can't uh, even begin to tell you how many times I hear, um, you know, I speak and teach around the world. And when I get off stage, sometimes people ask me the question, like, Tiffany, how do you have all this time to do all these things? And I'm like, I mean, yes, I could give you the cliche of I make the time for whatever is important. And that's true. But at the end of the day, I think there's like two principles. And I'd love to know what your two principles are. Like for me, one, I just don't make excuses. That's Mm -hmm. one. The second is that I am hyper focused on the outcome. I was just going to say focus. Yep. I'm, I'm laser focused. So it's like distractions for me are the enemy, which is why I really appreciate you saying, okay, great take 20 minutes because every time someone says, well, Tiffany, I don't have the time. My response almost always starts with, you're not busier than me. Mm, so yes. I, like, you're not busier than Tiffany. Like, like right now in your life, you're not busier than me. Yep. So if that like with, when we both understand that, and if I can make the time, right, if I can make the time on 10 minutes on social media to share my perspective, to connect with our audience. And you can too. If I can take 10 minutes driving and make a sales call, a big opportunity, (sighs) you can too. That's good. Like, like there, you know, I get that. I think in the last two, three years specifically, like I've gotten that probably more than anything, which is why I love the fact that you talked about it because it's like, yeah, you can, you can say you're busy, but busy doing what? Yes. Yes. And, and I always say, 
If you want something done, give it to the busiest person in the room. If you want something done, get, I will. If I need something urgently done, I give it to. If I'm looking at my team, I'm going to give it to the person that has the most on their list. That is the busiest person because they have learned how to maximize their time and they've learned how to get things done. You've got a family, right? You've got children. You've got, you have a significant, you've got a husband. So you've learned to not only do that, people look, I get the same thing. And not to pat ourselves on the back, but just to give you an example of how you can do things, right? So we've got four children, my wife and I. We have a few different businesses. We have obligations. Our kids are always super busy with doing different things, cheer and dance and basketball, football and this and that. And then we've got to make time for ourselves, right? Together and then individually, right? So you have to be able to say, how am I going to get all of this done without compromising in any one area? Now, I do believe that balance is bogus. I don't think that you're going to have total balance, right? I had a discussion with someone this morning about this. I said, listen, it's it's totally bogus, right? So if you look at my life, totally, there's periods where I will shift. And I think we have to get good at adapting and having sh- There's periods where, listen, I right before this, I told you that I had to run out. My daughter ran out of gas. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go in and she's 45 minutes away. And I'm like, are you serious? Gas like right now? But what am I going to do? Right? I can't say no. So the shift turns into dad mode, right? And I can get back to being an entrepreneur. I can get back to everything else. And luckily you were gracious enough to say, hey, you know, we still got time to do this bad boy. So you have to feel, you have to, you have to recognize that. Tiff, look, when I'm, when I'm working on a project that is of major importance, what I will do is I will go to my wife, I'll go to my kids and I'll say, hey, listen, guys, I need this next week uninterrupted. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't come in and interrupt me for an emergency or if you really just want to talk or something. But the regular stuff, I just need this one week and it's going to benefit us all like crazy. And they get that. Now, initially, that that wasn't the case. Right. But I had to 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 kind of train them. Tra- I was trying not to go. I, <laughs> that word. <laughs> I was trying not to go there, but I had to get to the understanding that, listen, I'm not lying on this. Like, I'm not lying about this because, listen, if you have ever had, and I'm talking to the viewer, the individual that's listening or watching this, if you have ever had difficulty with getting your spouse or your, your significant or your children on board with your belief and your dreams, chances are you have trained them to not believe what it is that you say you're going to do because you haven't really followed through on it in the past. So now it's like, hey, I'm going to do this, guys. And you're excited about it. You're pumped up. I see a lot of my clients, a lot of my students that get to that point as well. And then two weeks later, two months later, you look and they've got the next thing. They've fallen off. Right. So You're training not only your family, your friends, your significant, your spouse to not believe in you, but more importantly, you are training your own mind to not believe in you. So when you say, this is it, I'm going to start this business, and then two weeks later, you are distracted and you get into something else, or two months later, or a year later, right? And you're like, it doesn't work. Your mind says, the next time that you say to your mind, Hey, listen, this is it. Your mind says, yeah, right. This is not it. 
you told me that six times before and you didn't stick to those other six things. So why should I now believe you all of a sudden? So you have to train your mind and train yourself and train your, the individuals that are around you to believe you. So that when you say, I need this week, uninterrupted, they know dad is about to do some ish. Yeah. Let's not interrupt him because that's going to benefit us. And I like benefits. <laughs> <laughs> comma i that is so funny comma and i like benefits i right. like the fact that you added that so, so. let me i want to stop there just for 2 seconds because that's like part of a, almost a bigger principle and i was looking over here thinking to myself you know Ty, you're actually so right it comes back to this principle of like i'm not going to value it if you don't value it mm, yes so a lot of times we say, I see people who, I see even people who come to like our inside of our world, they're like, I'm going to do this thing, but then they're actually not focused. They're mm-hmm. not disciplined, right? They, they leave these rules out. And even though I didn't mean for our time together to be about discipline and focus, I actually think I need to make it about this because you, you have, this is as sharp as I thought I was before mm-hmm. you and I became friends. I became sharper in this area specifically because of you. Mm, and, and that goes both ways. And and I appreciate that. I super appreciate that. I focus and can't come without the discipline. Yes. It, it, like it, it can't come without it. And for the, there's that person who's like, yes, I'm going to start this business or I'm going to do this thing or whatever it might be. And then what happens is that they have some focus, but then they haven't cut out three hours of Netflix watching. Yes. They haven't cut out sports. Um, the sports games. Spe- yes. They haven't cut out having seven drinks with their friends, you know, on a Tuesday when they haven't, they have nothing to celebrate yet. Right. Like, yeah. like they haven't cut out the things that are taking the time. And then they're like, what? Well, I don't have the time. You can't have the focus if you're spending four hours in Netflix. There's just no way. Like or social media, right? The Twitter, the Instagram. Media. Yeah. You know, I have a statement. Did you ever hear me with that statement? And we have a couple of mutual friends who jumped down my back for this statement. But I want you, I want to know what your perspective is. I made this statement that pissed off the world, and I stand by it today. It says there is only two people on Facebook. There are people selling, and then there are people being sold to. Jeez. Mm, I'm going to steal that one. I am going to steal it. I'm telling you now. <laughs> Listen, when I said that you know how many people were like i can't believe you how could you say such a thing i'm like it's a fact it's an absolute fact right <laughs> that's a fact there's only two people <laughs> but when you think about it it makes total sense think about it right it's like if you have you know if you have if you have time in your day you can say these two sentences in the same day man i wish i had more money to dot 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 or mm. man this month i don't have enough money to or it's like, oh, this thing came up and I'd really like to go to the event, attend the funeral, buy new clothes, just some stuff, buy my mom a house, take my wife on a vacation, take my kids to Disney, like whatever the thing is. But in the same exact breath, in that week or month, you have enough time to play three hours of Candy Crush? What? No, absolutely not. There's Doesn't a work. at the end of that for Tiffany Largy. Period. I'm not even trying to hear it. It doesn't work, you know. And and the thing is, so I used to be, I used to try to convince people of that, right? I used to try to convince people of that. And I'm saying the people that would say, hey, listen, I wish I had more money or you're so lucky you get to go on, you know, 
X number of vacations a year, or you're so lucky you get to do this, or you're so lucky. I just had someone recently say, you're so lucky you get to dictate your day. Right. Mm-hmm. And I then went on to, to kind of give them some ways that they can also be in more control of their life. Right. Cause that's what it's about being in more control of your life. And then I kind of stopped myself and I said, does this person really want to hear what it takes to be quote unquote lucky? Right or not. And I've learned enough that I've had these situations enough that I know the only people that truly want to hear what it takes are people that are coming to you and that are coming to you with a true intention of changing their life. And in most cases, it's people that have been through something and they are just tired of it. Or it's people that are already successful at whatever it is that they want to be successful at. It's, it's very strange that, and it's not strange once you get to understand it, but it could be very strange that the most successful people are the people that seek additional ways to continue changing and, and continued ways of being more successful. Those are the people that more than likely will come to you and say, hey, how do you do this? Right. And, and listen and not only listen, but then take that and implement it. And now there's so there's three people, right? The people, the individual that will ask you how to do that. And then they'll ask you. And then when you really tell them what it takes, uh, good, I'm going to work on that. Next year passes and it's still the same place. Then there's the individual who really has something traumatic that happens in their life, or maybe it might be their back is up against the wall, right? Or maybe they've had this paradigm shift all of a sudden, and they truly want to know, and they take that information and they use it and they implement it. And then there's the other individual that is already successful, right? The per- Jimone used to say this, like Jimone said, I remember hearing him say, the late Jimone philosopher said, you know, I would do these events at my house and you would see like the Bentleys and, and the Mercedes and the Porsches and, and, you know, all of these high-end cars pull up. And these are people that are coming to this event to learn how to get to the place that they are already at and pass that. And you would think that they've already figured it out. But they understand the importance of continuing continuous education and adding on to that. You know, so you have to think, which of those three buckets are you going to be in? Are you going to be in a person? Are you going to be a person that takes the information and does nothing with it? Or are you going to wait until like there's some trauma that comes into your life and you're forced to like make a change? You get laid off or you get you. I, I have a friend who who was working at his job for 15 years now. It's making about a hundred thousand dollars a year, right? By regular standards, that's that's good. And they just chopped them. That's it. So now, you know, she's trying to figure out how do you do other things that are going to take her to the next level. So that's her back being against the wall. And then you could be the individual that is already successful. So which one do you want to be? And all of them are easy. They are. All of them are easy. And all of them respectively same take the same first step it's like a decision yes yeah it's a decision you you almost have to decide you know after i left you so i want to publicly talk about discipline in my own life because i listened to ty talk about his past and uh, i think i'm going to have you talk about your story i'm going to bring you back again if that's okay if you want to come if you're willing to come out with us twice Yes, absolutely. But I, for sure, you still have the same level of discipline today. And that's the it for me. So when I sat with you and you were talking about, you're like, you know what, man, like 
we were on vacation or we were somewhere and I had to take a moment or a morning where I sat and I learned about something new. And I sat and I thought to myself, and then I asked you, how much time do you take to learn? And you're like, not even just learn, but try things out and get, and get it wrong again. And yeah. at this point, I mean, I'm not going to talk about the millions of dollars behind Ty Cohen, but I definitely will say this at this point, in my opinion, not that Ty doesn't have to do anything else, but if he wanted to, he actually could just hang out and coast. But when I said, Which could be one of the worst places to be in. We'll talk about that after. I, want, I definitely want to talk about that. When you talked about your level of discipline and how important it was, I asked myself, where am I lacking discipline? So to the person listening right now, listen, my my do the damn thing family member, I want you to ask yourself this honest question because I sat with Ty in, and I'm grateful for this. So I sat with you, it was right after my three-day event, right after my do the damn thing live. Wow, and okay. I came right before the pandemic tried to take over our lives. Yeah. And I sat with you and I asked myself that question, this exact same. I said, I think I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm here. I'm doing, I'm doing good. Like I, in terms of, I know exactly what we need to do and how we need to do it and where my strengths are. But then I started to ask myself, not where are my weaknesses, which is what I tend to do. I asked myself, where am I lacking discipline? And as I left you, I asked myself that question maybe 40, 50 times. And I eventually came to and I said, you know, I'm lacking discipline when it comes to what time I wake up, my physical game, mm-hmm. and more importantly, getting physically stronger. And it has nothing to do with, I, I don't have a health challenge. I am happy with my size. So there's none of those things underlying, but I understood this. Yeah. Ty talked to me about the next level. So Ty, our conversation, not necessarily about business, but it was about like the next level. Like, okay, great. You get to this revenue amount. What's the next level? What's next? Yeah. Well, what's next? And in that, I said, oh man, this version of Tiffany can't get to that next level. Mm, You see that? And it was like a, like that night, like I almost couldn't sleep. I was like, shit, this version of Tiffany got, we got to this. I mean, we have a we have a company called Do the Damn Thing Nation. It is now around the world, blah, blah, blah. But then I went, but that was last year. Yeah. We're going somewhere new. Oh, Tiffany, that this version of you can't get there. And it was such a it was such like a uh, moment because you know what I did the very next like the two days later? I started waking up at 445 in the morning. Mm literally 4.45 in the morning. And it was crazy for me because I woke up at four. Here, listen, listen to what happened because I want you to understand how you will start a revolution. I started, I said, I need to get, I need to become disciplined. Yep. This is what the word was. It wasn't about being physically strong. It was about being disciplined in these areas that I had made negotiable. So I said, okay, great. Here's mm, a- Wait, 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 wait. You said discipline in areas that you had made negotiable. Think about that. And if you're watching, ask yourself, or if you're listening, ask yourself, what areas have you made negotiable? What areas have you made like, ah, it's okay. If I do it, it's all right. If I don't do it, it's okay. That is key right there. That That is a sign to put on the wall, on the, on the bathroom mirror to write down, which I'm doing right now. <laughs> that was it. It was a hard lesson for me. I had made these areas negotiable. It's like, okay, great. In, in this lifetime, I've gotten to a million dollars. Great. We have a worldwide movement. Honest. We have X a huge following. Right. I have a following. I have X amount of employees. I, and, and then I live in the city I love. I live in the most expensive city. Like you get it. I have all these things, but you know what? All the boxes. Yeah. 
talking to you this year. And this year, my life, you were the catalyst because you checked me so hard. And I started and I literally, I said, okay, great. So here's what I did. I created a challenge, a 60 day challenge for myself. And then I took our whole community through it. Hmm. And then a whole program got built because of it called Strong. And I started waking up at 4.45 in the morning Mm -hmm. with a deep breath. I physically walked to my car, got in my car, went to the gym. So I decided to be there at five in the morning. Now I could have worked out at home, but I learned that I know that in order to create a new habit, I have to be uncomfortable. Smart. Very smart. So it's like, if I I work out at home, I'm going to be comfortable. So I physically, I joined, you know, some bougie place that's open at five in the morning with all these other people who are, I guess, who are Ty Cohen's. Okay. And I worked out in the morning. I then came back and then I implemented drinking celery juice every single morning. Again, religiously versus in these spotty areas. Yeah, when it was convenient. When it was convenient, when I had time, when I felt like it. And what was crazy is that I also said to myself, I'm going to end my day at the gym. So mm. it was tough for me to do, but I'll tell you what, the, like, the next level of me was born from me teaching myself. So my greatest lesson was like, no one else can teach me the discipline. I have to discipline myself. I'm looking for other people to, and you can to a certain extent, but the truth of the matter is like, man, me getting up at 445 changed my whole world. Me checking myself and going, well, am I disciplined enough? It changed the way I started getting better as a leader, communicating to my team, looking at projects. I even started to dream wilder. I became more disciplined and like, I know routinely. So I started creating routines. There's something big on hand. I need to ask for help. Yes. Which for entrepreneurs is big. It was an, I I don't really ask for a lot of, I didn't, I I asked for help, but I realized that I had a whole nother level of growing. So I want to publicly say on air that I absolutely and stupidly grateful for this word called discipline. Because for anyone who's listening and you've watched my journey over this year, trust and believe that Ty Cohen was the catalyst for it. It's a beautiful and, thing. Wow. And watching him because he lives it. This is not hypothetical. He lives it. He lives it. In the midst of all the opportunities that he can to, to choose something else, he chooses uh, yeah. to be the highest version of himself and to force the people who are near him to do the same. And there's nothing greater for me this year than mastering and learning and walking into that work. So I want to publicly say, Ty Cohen, thank you so much flipping much. That's a beautiful thing there. Now I got to ratchet it up a little bit now because now you're making me feel like I need to be a little bit more disciplined. But you know, in, in all seriousness, discipline is simply doing the things that you know you should do even when you don't feel like doing it. Okay. You know, and if you keep that in your head, like when I first heard that, I, I wrote it down because I wanted to internalize it, right? I didn't, I didn't want to forget it. And I wanted to be able to, going back to intention, right? And being present, I wanted to be able to be present during those moments where I was doing things out of convenience or when it was negotiable, mm-hmm. as you said, like that's never, sometimes you, 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 you listen to things like this, or you watch videos like this and you get one thing. I tell people, sometimes you don't have to digest everything because you can go kind of nuts so you can get overwhelmed doing that one thing. So hearing this, right? What am I making negotiable? What does not really matter? And then looking at that, right? Asking yourself that. Or asking yourself as she did, what do I need to be more disciplined? 
And then taking those steps to practice those things. Because again, the way you do anything is the way you do everything, right? So the way you do anything is the way you do everything. If you were disciplined in this area, chances are when you need to be disciplined in this area, it's going to be a lot easier because you've built up that muscle already, right? When you need to be, and trust me, I, I use this in some very interesting areas of my life <laughs> from, <laughs> from family. Yeah. All right. Bad tie, bad tie. No, no what there? You get it? I only did. I'm listening. Take so from like business to family time to relationship time with my wife, right? So just all areas. Even when it's eating, I love cold stone ice cream. And if, you know, I'm not disciplined. I love Listen, <laughs> I got to a point where they knew my name and what I wanted. Like when, that's a problem. When you walk through the door and they're like, you want your usual today? <laughs> that's that's an issue. <laughs> Hold on. How, how do you know when? How do you know me just by pulling when I'm pulling up? My car's pulling up, and that's not normal. You bypass the line and they want to ring you up. They got it waiting for you already. Twelve fifteen. That's not normal, right there. You know. So, <laughs> <laughs> but asking yourself, like, where can you, you know, cut areas in your life that are negotiable? You know. So, so, so being able to do that, and and I did that for a few weeks and we know what's good and what's not good totally like we come on we know that so just just getting to you to to, back to your point right what's negotiable what is not negotiable where can i I make some changes you know one of the things that typed that not to cut you off Ty, but one of the things you taught me even in listening to the discipline part and for the person who's listening is like do you have to are you is it like is this like a race it's not a race yeah you know because one of the things that Ty taught me from that time and me watching him, it's like, it's okay to understand that you're focused on being disciplined and building that muscle, but it's also okay to fall off, but it's not okay to stay down. So that's the thing. Like you can fall off and you can fall off multiple times because I have, I've fallen off multiple times, but I just can't stay there. That's yeah, it. Likewise. I got to pick myself back up. And, and I think that that's the key. It's like, I, now that I know that discipline is in front of me, and I also know that discipline is the ingredient that I need to master, master for the next level, then it's like, I can't ever leave that part of my focus behind again. It's always in front of me. And I allow myself to be self-convicted. I allow myself to go, well, I mean, it's not ice cream for me, but it, it might be, even though I am thinking of Cold Stone right now, I'm like, when was the last time I've been to Cold Stone? For me, it's like wine, right? And they've got some I'm, new flavors too. You got to try it out. You don't stop it. <laughs> you don't stop it. Well, once you, well, listen, once you develop that, right, it's hard to take it away. You can't. It's, it's, it's the mind, once it's been expanded, it is very hard you've got to work really hard to go back to who you are right it's it's so it's it's working on that it's becoming aware of it's like working out right once you've worked out and you've gotten to this point you already know what you're capable of doing now totally anything less than that is going to bug you because you are now like man I, i remember when i was killing it like mm-hmm. this is nowhere near what I'm I'm capable of, and who am I? Ki- like, and we have to be have these honest conversations. Like, we have to have conversations. Like, 
Ty, you were really kidding right now. Like, are you serious? You're only going to do 10 reps when, and with a 15 pound weight where before you were at 35 and you were doing like 20, like we have to have these honest conversations and not be comfortable with downgrading. Right. So that's going back to what you were saying earlier, um, having the lifestyle where I could, I could probably get up and just chill out for a while. Being comfortable can be one of the worst places that you can be in. For sure. 100%. Right. It, it's, it, it can be, cause you can say, listen, I'm, I'm comfortable and comparing. You can start to say, Hey, I'm good. You know, I'm doing better than most people that I know. And then that's the worst. That is even worse. And you may not think it, you know, if you're in this condition right now, but that's even worse than being at rock bottom. Because when you're at rock bottom, at least you have something that to drive you, right? There's something that is, is pulling you out of here. There's something that you can use as motivation to get out of that. But when you're in a position of comfort, there's really no drivers there, right? So you have to stay motivated. You have to stay conditioned. You have to stay disciplined. You have to, I, there's no reason why I have to get out of bed every single morning at you know, five o'clock or six o'clock. Like, there's no reason why. I could easily get up at nine o'clock or 10 o'clock if I wanted to. And it not really change anything. But you have to get to a point where it bothers you, right? I think my wife used to think I was nuts sometimes when we first got married because I, I would be like, man, I, I cannot sit in bed. I, like, I can't lay in bed. Like, I, I, I felt like I was missing something. Like, the world is, is moving. There are people that are active. There are people that are doing things. I got to go. And you don't want to be late. And, and you don't want to be late to the party. No, you actually don't want to be late. So the position of comfort, right, can be a very terrible place. So that's, you don't have to be a millionaire. You don't have to be someone that's making six figures. You don't have to be at $50,000 a year. But if you are comfortable on your couch, right, not a good place to be. Now, I'm not saying that you can't ever be comfortable. But if you're comfortable with being where you are right now, but then, you know, last week you spoke about desires or you were displeased with things that are happening in your life, Mm -hmm. then you need to listen to yourself and do something about it. And that's something you don't have to have the exact same steps. You know, you just have you you don't have to have the exact steps. You just have to know that you're going to do something. You you just have to. I I was saying, listen, anytime I want to set a new goal, what I'll say is. I'm going to do X. I have no clue how I'm going to do this right now, but I'm going to do this. And this is before having money. This is before having the resources. This, this is before having the team. This is before you know, having a lot of things that most people think they need, right? Think they need. You just have to have that desire and then that drive, right? All you have to have is a little bit more than most people. more than most people, and you can do extremely much better than most people. It doesn't take a lot. I super agree. You know, I want to, as I, as I kind of wind down, I want to, I want to take two months. The two things I just decided, one, we're going to have a part two of this. Let's do it. Yeah. So right after this, you're going to hear a part two, an entire piece about dollars and cents, but I want to tie into what you just said. The outside piece is you also have to have the people who are around you who are also doing the damn thing, or they're also disciplining themselves and they're constantly putting themselves in a place of not necessarily being uncomfortable, but challenging what they're made of. Because it's like iron sharpens iron. 
And I really, truly believe that at every bit of my core. And I want to talk to, I want to ask you a couple questions around like, what is it, what do you look for in the people who are around you? Like, what's the key criteria? I, I look for people, listen, I had to move 30 minutes away. When, when I first got serious about changing, because listen, my life, I could have easily been dead. I, I actually thought I was going to get killed by the age of 21 years old because of the environment that I was in, right? Living in worse, one of the worst housing projects at the time, one of the worst neighborhoods. We were like number two in the nation for crime. And this was in, in the late 80s when heroin and crack and cocaine and everything else was just like at its height. And along with that, right, comes what? Violence. Right. So I thought that at 21, I was either going to be dead or in jail. Dead because I also was born with sickle cell anemia, right? And I heard my doctor say, listen, tell my mom in a, in a very matter of fact, like guaranteed almost way as I was laying in the hospital bed at Yale New Haven Hospital and they're outside of my hospital room. He says, hey, listen, Ms. Mrs. Cohen, don't expect your son tied to live past the age of 17 because this having sickle cell anemia is going to kill him. So as a, and I was 12 at that time. So as a 12 year old, imagine hearing that, like you have five years and then also being aware of everything else that's going on in your, in your environment, right? I had friends that were getting killed. I had family members. My nephew went to jail at 15, right? For something that put him away until he was like 36, I think he got out. So having that type of environment, you think that that's your fate one way or the other. And, you know, luckily I got tuned into personal development. I got put onto a Les Brown book when I was about 17 years old. And there were so many different things that I heard out of that book. And one of them is what you said, right? Listen, you're going to get knocked down. But he said that if you can look up, you can get up. And then one of the other things was your surroundings, like your environment. So as soon as I was able to, Right? It was in my early 20s. I moved 30 minutes away from my hometown so that I can just separate myself. Hmm. I didn't have anyone else, no one else. Right. But I knew that if, if I didn't get away from that environment, that environment was going to be very destructive for me. So 30 minutes was what I could afford. Right. A decent enough neighborhood where it was OK, but I didn't know anyone. And I knew that it would take effort for me to travel back and it would take effort for any of my friends at the time to travel up. So that was my way of thinking. So now going back to your question, right? How do you determine the individuals that are around you? So for me, I need people that are going to be honest. Like I don't want someone that's sugarcoating it. Hey, Ty, you're the best and you're this and you're that. Tell me, and you don't, don't do this all day long, right? Because <laughs> I do have an ego, but tell me like, like where I'm slipping at. You know, tell me if, if my words are not coming out right. If I'm talking about, listen, I want to do this and I'm and I come out and I say, hey, you know, I'm going to try to work on this. Correct me on that. Try. T hold on, Ty. You just said try. How are you talking about doing this? And, and you're talking, you know, you're putting the emotions into it and you, you said that you're serious about it. But then you make it negotiable to use one of your words and you use the word try. I want people to call me out on that. And I'm never going to get upset. I'm never going to let my ego get at me. I appreciate that. Now I have maybe about four people that I can do that with, right? I have four people that are honest enough to do that. And I can do that with them back. A lot of people will get upset when you 
correct them. And that's how you know if someone's ready or not, right? Mm-hmm. If they take it the right way. Wait, hold on. I want to stop there. Wait, mm-hmm. D- game changer. That's how you know if someone is ready. It, yeah. Boom. I just I almost won't feel like I needed a moment of silence for that. That's how you know when you're ready. That's how you know when you're ready. That's yeah. also how you know when the next person's ready. That is so true because yeah. you hear it because we're in the game to be better and to get better, yes. to truly grow, not surface grow. Yep. All around. Yes. Yep. All around. Because we know so many people that have grown in one area, but they're miserable. Right. And then they haven't grown in these other areas. Kids don't like them. Wife doesn't like them. Husband doesn't like them. Whatever. Friends don't like them. But they're excellent at this. Totally. Because that's all the only area that they've grown in. But it, but it, in all honesty, if you're only excellent there, then you've lost. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. right. So, I mean, you can have all the money in the world, but if you have poor health, what does it matter? Right. So it doesn't matter. So you have to, you have to, you have to, and again, you're not going to be an A plus player in all areas of your life, but it's, it's putting that effort in there. So the other thing that when it comes to looking for people, I'm looking for people that are going to be able to teach me, right? Dennis Kimball says, if you're the smartest person in the room, you need a new room, right? You need to find a new group. So I need people that are going to recommend new books for me, new programs, new meetups, if that's where you're at, uh, new coaching programs, new YouTube channels, new podcasts. Introduce me to new individuals that are growing in a direction that I want to grow in, whether it's with my health, my spirit, my, my wealth, whether it's my relationships, whatever it is, right? So I'm looking for people that are not going to tear me down. I'm looking for individuals that the times when I do express and share with them that I'm having a problem, right? Because everyone's human. I don't want a pity committee. I don't want people that are going, oh, you know, you're right. It's so bad out here. You know, it's terrible. I want people to say, come on, man, this is, if you need me in any way, I'm near, but it's not over. Right. right. You still have a chance to win the game. It's not over. So you need people that are going to help you just get to the next level. And, and you need to be able to to reciprocate that as well. Right. So it shouldn't be one way. You need people that are open to you providing that type of information and input as well. So in, in all honesty, it's fair to say that in order for us to have like getting the right people for the person who's listening, you're like, well, how do I get the right people around me? Yes. You have to be growing yourself right? Because it's like, it's a two-way street. And one of the great things about building your core five or your core six or your core three, whatever that is, the people who are checking you, the people who you can look at and, and ask for help then more. And then more importantly, also say, Hey, I think you could be doing this better. You have to actually be growing because if you're growing, if you're not growing and you're asking for, then you're depleting the other person and it's not Mm. mutual. Right. And Mm. you can't really build anything solid there. I think one of the great things is that, you know, Ty and I learn from each other. I learn from him and I'm very open about it, but I also ask him for help. I'm also vulnerable and say, Hey, this is where I'm weak. I don't even understand that. Right. And in the same breath, he has done the same. And what's so cool about that is that we both know that in our own lives and our worlds and in the businesses that we're running, that we're, we're, we're fighting for the next version of ourselves. We're fighting to get better, but not just because we just want to be better. It's because of all the things we care about, all the people we care about, 
all the people we want help. You know, we, I, I remember you and I having a conversation when I was like, Ty, damn it. Now my black life matters, you know, yeah. and we had a conversation yeah. about, you know, cause you know how I felt about yeah. <laughs> people in the industry. And I made it very clear that it's like, man, you know, part of it is we have to get better because of the things and people that we love because of, and it's not necessarily because of people who are black for me or people who are women. It's if for me, it's like the underdog. It's the person who's yeah. like, I'm not enough. I'm destined to live X. It'll never happen for me. I mean, flipping eight, I just made it clear. He has still sickle cell anemia. And Absolutely. It is. Every day I deal with it. Every and day. Yes. Nope. Told me that. And I, and I shared with you that I had someone very close to me. Yeah. I remember that. Sickle cell. So it's, it's actually yeah. something very near and dear to, and I'm going to include inside of the show notes, we'll have what is sickle cell anemia. Cause I think it's important. It's like one of the most under talked about my opinion yeah. things that, that plague humans today, but here's what's real in the midst of having sickle cell Ty has four kids. He runs multiple companies. He still doesn't make excuses. And yeah. he's still achieving brand new things. And what's cool is that I, I I feel fortunate sometimes I get to watch you go, look at what just happened in our company, you know? Uh-huh. And you share your way because you're still excited about it. And I am. You are still excited. Like, yeah. I got to put myself back sometimes because I'm always on the verge of, is this bragging or can it be perceived as bragging or is it, will people see the excitement? Because that's what you want. You want them to see the excitement because it motivates them, right? The 40-year-old, the 45-year-old, the 50-year-old that may be saying, hey, listen, this is a different chapter in my life. Like, geez, how do I, and I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, you're right. Ty is 100% right. Ty, you're the reason why I was like, shit, $100,000 a week? Okay, yeah. I was like, damn it, Ty, I, I have to up my game. Ty was, and he said, listen, I did this, this, and this, and I was like, $100,000 a week? I haven't done, I haven't done that yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Check. I need to, I need to. Gives you something to shoot for. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Go ahead and brag. Tell the whole world. Yep. I'm here for it. <laughs> and not just for the money, right? Because at the point you start to get, like, what else can you do? You know what I mean? Like, seriously. But it's also to, look, I was able to buy my mom a house and move her from Connecticut to North Carolina and pay cash for it when she really needed that. You know, so that right there gives me such an amazing feeling to be able to do that. My mom passed from uh, colon cancer November of last year, right? But four years before that, was able to bring her and move her five minutes away from where we live. She, she was so independent. You know, she did not want to live with us. So I'm like, hey, man, okay, let me get you your dream house. She wanted one level. She wanted something with multiple bathrooms, multiple bedrooms. She wanted to have a little gardening area. So I'm like, listen, let me, and that's why you do this stuff. That's why you have a discipline. That's why you don't let things be negotiable, right? That's why you get up at four o'clock if you need to, right? Because when I first started, I was still working at Walgreens Pharmacy and I was getting up at four o'clock wasn't the thing for me. I was just going to bed at two, three o'clock, two, three, four o'clock, right? I would work at Walgreens Pharmacy from two to 11 and then come home, take a shower, grab something to eat. And 12 midnight to three, four o'clock in the morning, I am on my computer trying to figure it out, right? Falling asleep sometimes on my computer. Now that may not be the healthiest thing and I don't advise, I'm, I'm not trying to push anyone to do anything that's unhealthy, but it shows that Sometimes you have to do the things that you don't want to do, 
right? In order to get to the place that you want to be at. Now, do you think I wanted to be up at 12 o'clock, one o'clock every single night after working an eight hour, nine hour shift? Not at all. But I knew that if I continued to just do the the same things that I did day to day and, and remain that same tie, next year, I would probably be in the same place, if not worse. Five years from now, probably be in the same place, if not worse. And and the time goes by really fast. It goes by extremely fast. So you can either do something or do nothing. And both of those, again, like, like what we talked about earlier, are easy. Man, this has been amazing. So I'm going to wrap up. And here's what I am crazy excited about. There is a part two. So the part two of this, we're going to get dive. We're going to dive deep into the world of Kindle cash flow, but more importantly, Ty Cohen in dollars and cents and money. Because what I know is that success leaves clues, but sometimes they leave clues and it's just one clue you need to plug in into the map that's not working. So I want to say openly, Ty, thank you so much. This, this is awesome. Is, yes, this is awesome. Absolutely. And I am so, so grateful for it. For those of you who are listening, uh, make sure you head and you look at, uh, we'll make sure we have the show notes to have how you can connect with Ty, more about sickle cell, some key components he said about discipline that we're going to make quotes for you. But Ty, I, I just want to ask you one, if, is there one last sentence, thought, concept that you want to leave with the person who's listening? Yeah, listen, I think that if you have an idea that's in your head, if there's something that you want to do, it is up to you. It's your duty to carry it out. It's your duty to work on it. And I know of a big challenge for a lot of people is time, right? And we spoke about that. And hopefully we've given you some ways to, to kind of get past that, right? We've given you some tips. The other thing is just not, like not having the right people in your corner or so you think you don't have the right people in your corner. You do not need anyone else to believe in your dream or your goal. It is given to you for a reason. If it was destined for them to really get behind you and to believe in it, I don't care if it's your kids, your wife, your husband, whoever, your mom, your dad, if it was meant for them to believe it 100%, then it would have been given to you, to them. It was given to you for a reason. You know, I told my mom, listen, one of my goals is to own 2,000 rental properties. And this is before, it's, you know, my mom, she says, are you, why do you want that headache? Like, are you serious? And it, it knocked the wind out of me for a minute because I'm, I'm like, listen, this is my mom. She's seen the things that I've, I've been able to do and she's going to be right there behind me. And she took me the other way. And I had to realize that this is the mom that's protective. This is the mom that doesn't want to see her son get hurt. This is the mom that thinks she's giving me the best advice. And this is sometimes people don't know what they don't know. This is the mom who doesn't know why I must do this, right? Why I have to do it. Not not for the money, not for any of those other reasons. I've got brothers and sisters and family members that out of those 2,000 apartments, I can easily give them a space and say, hey, this is yours, right? Now, I may not be able to go in and buy them all houses, but I can do other things for them. I could put them in positions of power where they can manage it or they can help in other ways, right? I can continuously kind of motivate them by saying, listen, if Ty can do this and we all grew up in the same house with roaches that would travel in our ears and uh, all types of craziness, I could do something. Awesome. Right? So regardless of where you are right now, whatever it is that you believe, 
do not depend on anyone else to have the same energy, enthusiasm, or passion as you might have about it. Do not even depend on them to to understand it because that could be a hurtful thing right there. Just know that you have to carry it out. And with that said, that is it. Ladies and gentlemen, the Ty Cohen. Man, have I told you how glad I am that you're here? Like, real talk. Have I flipping told you how glad I am that you are here? You have listened. This is the part of the show where I say, let's go find us, go follow us, go stalk us. But just make sure that we're connected. Head to do the damn thing TV, do the damn thing life, or just go hang out on TiffanyLargy.com. If we are not friends on Facebook, if you have not liked our Instagram page, go do that because you're going to want to see what we're doing, how we're doing, and how we're doing the damn thing daily.